everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Liz, your host of today's show. I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Today, we will discuss women's strength in day-to-day life. Former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt said, A woman is like a tea bag. You don't know how strong she is until you put her in hot water. Let's go straight to the first question and address it to Lynn, who is teleconferencing in from the road. How does Eleanor Roosevelt's quote speak to the way women are socialized? What do you think? Thank you, Liz. Um, this, when I look at this, the question that you've you've given me, it, it seems like it would be better posed to a sociology professor. So that that's sort of my first instinct on this. Um, it, it is a quote that speaks to how women, uh, at least for me, are traditionally raised to be in the background, to be good, only speak when spoken to, sit behind the boys, not in front, God forbid, don't sit in front, and, you know, in general, to defer to your seniors and to men. So in other words, um, you know, the quotes to me says that women are socialized to be gentle, kind, and supportive. And, you know, it, it, it speaks to that doormat personality, that what I would call air quotes doormat personality of how, and that women can surge when they're pushed out of that mindset. You know, many women can't necessarily shake that mindset without a crisis, you know, literally being knee deep in hot water or in this case, you know, the tea bag. It's as if a crisis allows them to show their true strength and resiliency um, because they have to, because we have to. So if women are not strong, they'll be overwhelmed or, or they'll be in a worse position in those circumstances. So when we think about this quote, you know, also I, I think about it in a historical context. And from that, perspective, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, and it does still speak to me as I think women sometimes need to have that hard push to stand up for themselves, to be strong and to be assertive. So Tina, what do you think about this? Well, thanks. I look at this a little differently. I, 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 I think of this and I interpret it as, as uh, how women deal with adversity. And um, I would say that that's that's my my first reaction to it. Adversity, whether it be you know any kind of hardship or difficulty or or suffering, is how how we as women how we how we address those uh, those situations. And uh, un, until you're you're under pressure we can go along and we can get along and maybe not make waves. And I think that perhaps, Lynn, that's what you were talking about from a, a social standpoint of, of women, you know, don't make waves and be careful, don't, uh, uh, don't upset anyone. But um, I think that this, this, this talks to the fact that women can still have control. You just don't realize where that inner strength comes from until it, it until that adversity appears. I think that, when when we look at a tea bag and it's staying and it's simmering and the longer it simmers which to me goes to to adversity simmering adversity um that uh, that that's when a, a woman 
becomes stronger uh, and uh, is a, could be more forceful in the way that they uh, that they address the situation. But that's, you know, I I, I would have to to agree with you in in some points that uh, yeah it 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 is a little cultural it is a little uh, timing back uh, several decades to to think that women were um, were 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 to be quiet and not necessarily to uh, to to show much emotion, but when that adversity occurs, if there's a problem, that's when you when you know how someone um, when when there's a problem, whether it's in in life or in work, when there's a a problem that that arises, that's the true metal of a person is how they how they are able to to react and deal with that situation. Rachel. Thanks, Tina. I kind of agree with both of you. So I think you're both right in pointing out that Eleanor was speaking during her time, which and she lived many decades ago. I think that especially back then, but even to some extent today, strength is somewhat masculinized in the way we view it. Um, I think that people often view strength as being equivalent with anger. And maybe this is just the way I grew up, but in my view, it seemed that girls and boys are raised differently, and girls are raised generally encouraged to, to show more emotion than boys, but the one emotion that girls were taught not to show, and the one emotion that boys were taught to show, was anger. And so if we view um, strength and anger being similar, then it would make sense that you never know how strong you view women are until they get to the point where they just they're too angry to hold it back anymore. So I think that's that's what it stands. That's what it means to me. This quote: you have to get a woman and push her to a point where she can't just swallow it down and accept it. And as um, Lynn said, not make waves. And once you push her that far, then she will she will show her strength in the way that you view strength. But I think that women are always strong, and you can always view it. You can always see it if you just look. So that's kind of what this quote means to me, is that you, if you look at strength as being anger and that kind of strength, then you won't see women's strength until they get pushed, put in that hot water and they show their, their anger. Well, thanks. Those were really interesting points of view from all of you, and this is a really interesting topic. So I'm, I'm curious, when do you believe a woman's strength is most evident? Like both inner strength and the perception of strength by others. Tina, would you like to begin? I can I can try to field this one. It's um I, I the, my immediate reaction to to this question is family. You know, you can say what you will about me and allow me to defend myself, but don't say anything about my family because I will go to the mat with you. And that was maybe a little strong, and maybe I've been seeping in the tea bag for too long. But um, I, I definitely think that um, that, and and perhaps it, it's too typical to say that that a, a woman is a mother bear and is you know just don't mess with my family and 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 be careful. But I also think that in today's world, that women can show strength in standing up for themselves. Women can show strength by standing up for others if they see another woman being harassed or another woman being uh, uh, 
placed in a situation where um, if she is being treated less than. I think that a woman has every right to to stand up for that for that other person, and I think that that's when our strength comes out, uh, and and we we share that strength with others so that they can be stronger. I think that that strength in this in this manner is is something to be shared. Um, I think that. Um, a perception of strength by others. You know, I, I think it's interesting, Rachel, that we talk about strength versus anger. Uh, we can talk about it as strength and, and aggression or strength and assertiveness. Um, that um, standing strong for your beliefs, for our personal beliefs, standing strong for uh, on behalf of our, of our family or our friends or our colleagues. Um, I think that all of those are, are also ways in which we we show strength and, and we gather strength through others as well. Um, I'm not sure. I feel like I've gone 360 on this. But Lynn, what do you think about this? I think I really like the perception part of the question because it is about perception or perspective. And, and I liked what you said, Tina, about you know the mother bear because I think I'm going to have some things to say about that, and, and also standing up for yourself and for others. And I don't like to think about strength as, um, I like to think that strength is showing your assertiveness, uh, standing up for, for, for what's right and what you believe in. So inner strength is, is not the same for everyone, you know, and I think that, that what I just said, strength is the most evident when a woman stands up for herself and for others, just what you said, Tina. Um, she refuses to be pushed around or, or to take somebody's crap. And I think women's strength is evident in a myriad of small ways every day. And sometimes they're, they're really small things, like you refuse to allow your child to see an R-rated movie, you know, no matter how much they whine and complain that the other kids are getting to go. You know, or you don't take on another volunteer project because you already know you have too much on your plate. So, you, so it, it takes that strength to stand beside behind your principles, and you need to know when to say and how to say no. And so I think that's another aspect of, of the perception of strength and inner strength. And I think others are aware of your inner strength when you stay true to your principles and your beliefs and while they may not agree with you, that they can appreciate and respect you for following your inner compass. And I think that when people see you doing these things and standing up for others and, and for yourself and not allowing others to take advantage of you or others, um, they're most likely to perceive you to be a strong woman. So, uh, Rachel, what's your take on this? Thanks, Lynn. Well, first of all, I, I, I take a bit of an issue with the term mother bear that both you, Lynn, and Tina used. I think that, and I, I'm sure you didn't mean it quite this way, but it, it has a presumption of maternal instinct that I think a lot of women are assumed to have, but a lot of women just don't. And so I just wanted to throw that out there before I begin. But to answer the question of um, situations um, when women's strength is most evident, I think it, I think it's the same as when men's strength is most evident. I think this is just when people's strength is most evident. And that is when they stand alone and stand up for their values and beliefs. This is sort of, you know, reiterating this poster I saw in middle school where what is popular is not always right with the goldfish swimming the opposite directions. Um, and I think 
I think that there's a lot of truth to that. It's, I'm not going to say it's easy to stand up with other people for what's right, but it is easier to stand up with other people around you than it is to stand on your own for your values and your beliefs and to stand with integrity and without, without spewing rage, but with integrity and being able to shine without dimming others while you stand for what you believe is right. And I think, I think there's another point to this. I think bravery and strength are, um, are very much linked to each other. And, um, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so I'm gonna gonna reach into the Harry Potter verse. Um, and at the last, at the end of the last book, or the first book, excuse me, and the end of the first movie, it's in both. Dumbledore, the headmaster of the school, says it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. And I think that's another point where where strength can show when not only are you standing alone, but you're standing alone even against the people that you love and admire. So that's that's wow, my that's tips. great. <laughs> so, wow, I like that a lot. Wisdom from Dumbledore. Okay. Wow, <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, that's great. Those are my that's good. <laughs> that was great. Now, l let's put this into kind of a more practical gear. And what are some of the situations where women need to show strength? How do these tactics enhance a woman's position of strength. Rachel, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so again, I think I think those situations are largely similar to men's. Of course, women face different situations um, frequently, like the specifics of them. But I think that a time when you need to step up and show your strength is any time when you see people or yourself being treated unfairly. And I know this is kind of going back to the mother bear idea, but without the term mother bear, when you see your, yourself or your friends or your family or people you care about in any way being treated unfairly or being threatened, that is the time to stand up and be strong and be brave, even if it is, back to Dumbledore, against your own friends. That's, that's the time when you really need to show your strength. And there are a lot of great ways to do that. And I think a lot of it is body language when you're, uh, facing the people that you're that are creating the situation it helps to stand up tall to keep your head high and to maintain eye contact while you're while you're talking to these people um, if it is a, a personal one-on-one -on -one, um, situation maintain eye contact and stand stand strong and of course your words matter but I think the way you speak also matters you to speak firmly, to speak with a strong voice, without yelling, without shouting, uh, to be able to, to show that this is not okay and you can't move me because you are showing a huge restraint and strength of personality by being able to stand there without losing your cool but without ever backing down either. So I think, I think those are the situations and those are the tactics that you can use um, to be strong. Tina, what are your thoughts? I think that situations where women need to show strength would be any time that a woman feels less than, whether it be a situation that, that uh, with other women or a, a situation with, with men or men and women, any opportunity or any, any engagement where a woman feels less than 
is the time to stand up straight, as you said, Rachel, and and face things head on and and get that that inner strength to to address it. Um, because at some point in time, it will have to be addressed. And why not now? Why not just take care of everything right here and now? So, and how does that how does that enhance a, a, a woman's position is, is that is a strength in and of itself is to address that adversity right then and there. That, that's a huge strength. You're not running away from it. A woman's not running away from it. You're taking the time to, to address it. And if there is an internal feeling that, oh boy, this is, I'm just, this doesn't feel right, or I've, I'm not feeling that I'm, I'm up to par, or I'm not feeling, that's the time to say something. Whether it be, you know, can we kind of take a step back here with whomever the, the, the people are that you're with, can we take a step back here for a moment because this just doesn't feel right to me? That's strength, because you're addressing the, the feeling that you have and and letting other because sometimes people around you don't realize what they're what that they're placing in in that position on the other hand if someone thinks that they are getting one up on you let's say in an abusive relationship that is going to throw that that abuser off their game because you're standing up and saying wait a minute I I don't think I like what's going on here yeah that that brings up that's a whole other a round of of discussion and things about dealing with abusive relationships. But um, we we've all certainly been in situations where someone has tried to uh, one up us, and we have felt that uh, boy, if only I had said this or only I'd said that as I walked away. Say it right then and there, and and have the have that backbone and that and that belief in yourself to to address it whether or not it gets resolved is a whole other is a whole other situation but at least you're able to address it and that's that is huge that is such great inner strength to show to someone else Lynn well I, I like what both you and Rachel have had to say um, you know uh, in the sense of you know the integrity and and uh, how you you know need to follow you know your inner compass and and I, I know I sort of said this before, but I'm going to sort of repeat that. There's a another really there were lot, all kinds of little ways in every day that women can show their strength and tactics. And and I said the the first and foremost to me is that women need to know when and how to say no. Um, and it's vital to a woman's strength to be able to um, because that is standing up for yourself. That is following your um, your own sense of um, integrity and you know and, and it can be in very small ways so I've got a really simple uh, example of that which just happened to me and it was at a car dealership and so when the technician was going over the the service items and the costs I didn't just say okay I actually stopped and said no wait a minute you know we recently paid for a new transmission and um, one of the charges was related to that and, and I pointed it out and I said that the transmission and associated work had been guaranteed for three years. And so from my perspective, the service item in question should certainly be covered under the guarantee. And, you know, so I stood up, you know, I said, no, hey, wait a minute here. And I was assertive and about, 
pointing it out and making my case, and in fact, I avoided a significant cost as a result. I didn't just roll over and just go, okay, you know. Um, so that's a really small thing, but all these, they're like all these little minor little cuts, and when you, um, you allow all these things to happen, all these little, you know, whether you want to call them a slight or, um, you know, a, you know, all these attacks, um, they all add up, you know, death by a thousand cuts, right? And, and they are minor, this is a really minor example of a show of strength, of being of a, a sort of, a, you know, standing up for yourself, but it, it's, that's the core foundation, in my opinion, of a woman's inner strength, is that you have to believe in yourself uh, to push back, to say no, uh, to, to be, to, to, uh, stand alone, stand for what you believe in, stand up for others, and, and you also, you know, need to stand your ground, you know, um, and, and so that, that, I, I guess, you know, I'm, we're sort of making this a full circle here. <laughs> and uh, there you go. Thank you, Lynn. That was, that was great. I really appreciate your thoughts, and that was really interesting input from all of you. Um, it gave me a lot to think about. Um, and now I believe we have time for a question from Brandy in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brandy asks, I feel like I can't win whether negotiating for control of the TV remote or getting the kids to stay in bed. How do I marshal my inner strength, my inner strength and get some control back in my life? Thank you, Brandy. Um, that's a great question. Rachel, would you like to field this? Yeah, sure, I can try. Um, so first of all, I should point out that I have no experience in parenting. I don't even really have any experience in babysitting, so I can't speak to how to corral kids into bed. But I can see, I'll see what I can do. So I think, again, it comes back to the tactics I had mentioned in the last question for uh, showing your strength, standing up tall, using your voice purposefully, try not to yell. The, I feel like when you speak more quietly, you show your own control. So I feel like, I don't know if that would work with kids, but it, it would work with older people, um, hopefully, to get the TV remote, unless you're fighting for the remote with your kids, which you could be. Um, so I think that to, if you really embody your strengths, the strength that you know you have, if you can bring it out to the surface, I think that will really help you. And to do that, you have to make sure that you also really respect yourself and know that you have that inner strength, because it sounds like you might be feeling a little beaten down, I'm not sure, but it sounds like you might be. So you have to make sure that you, that you recognize your own strengths. You know, take a time out when things are going poorly and just center on yourself and think about all the great things you've done, all the strengths that you've shown throughout your life, because surely there are hundreds of challenges you've faced and you've overcome every single one. So always remember that. And also, Another, another point I could make, um, I've talked a lot in the last couple of questions about showing restraint of emotion and that being strength, but I feel like I need to temper that because there's also strength in emotion and there's strength in vulnerability and bravery in vulnerability. So if you, if you feel like it would go over well, I would, I would take a moment to tell the, the people that you're, that are, you're dealing with that you feel like you can't win with, tell them 
how they're making you feel and how their behavior has been affecting you, that might be enough to make them take a step back and see their own selfishness. It might not. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Again, I don't know if that would work with kids, but I'm not sure um, about your entire situation. And then, again, I don't think this would work with kids, but if, if you're dealing with someone that just, just won't show you any respect in that moment or in general, I would, I would leave if you could. If you're fighting over a remote and they just won't give it up, maybe that's probably not a situation to end the entire relationship, perhaps. But take a time out, go into another room, and again, center on yourself and find your own strengths. I, I'm not sure if that was very well focused, but I, I think that's what I can give you. What are your thoughts, Tina? What can you do? Rachel, I think you did a pretty good job there, regardless of, of children or, or not. It could be remote control with your spouse or significant other person or mother or father and having control. I think that um, I, I for, for me is that it's important for me to remember that I am in control. The only person that has control is if I allow someone else to have that control. So if I if I get into that mindset, then that, that inner strength appears. But if we're feeling overwhelmed, and it's so easy to feel overwhelmed in this world with, with what's going on in our families and, and outside and, and uh, the environment and it's so easy to be become overwhelmed and when we become overwhelmed and we say well, I just I just can't do this and Brandy I understand you just ah, I just how do I how can I get out of that how can I win and it's if we remember just take a deep breath and remember that we are the only thing we have control over is ourselves we don't have any control over what anyone else does but we have control over how we react to that, how we interact with people, what our response is. That we have control over. And if we, we do that and we think, is it really important for me to have control of this TV remote at this particular moment in time? Is it really, is, is it important? If it is, then stand up and say, it is very important for me to have control of this TV remote you'll probably stun the other individual or it or your or your kids if 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 you say that <laughs> because they'll have no idea <laughs> or you get to stay, get stay in bed. It's not you have to stay in bed. That's it. You can you can get up in thirty minutes, but until then I don't want to hear from you. And if you're not if you're someone that, that does not typically react that way, believe me, you're going to get a heck of a lot of attention. I, it, again, it's it's mustering that up from the inside and realizing that only only you, only only we as individuals can give up control over ourselves to someone else. Now, if we decide we want to allow that to happen, we want to allow our kids to be able to to do whatever they want to do. Be aware that we have given that control, that you have given that control up, and then that's that's a different conversation as to why did you decide you wanted to give up that control. But that's where, where I, I, I would, that would be my, my particular viewpoint on that, is, uh, is that, that we are always in control. It is only when we opt to give someone else um, that control that, uh, that, that we, we feel that we become overwhelmed. Lynn, how do you feel about this? <laughs> 
Well, you know, I, I like what you're saying about um, being in control, and, and I, I liked Rachel's insight about, um, you know, telling people how you feel about a situation. So I, I think, Brandy, I, I'm going to also take another spin, because I've already talked about, you know, my earlier assertion that you need to know when to say no, and you have to choose your battles, um, and you also need to think outside the box. So with this particular situation, so the TV remote, you know, what are the other options? You could do what Tina said, and I really need this remote. <laughs> you could tell, you could use Rachel's, uh, 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 tell them how you feel about that. I have another idea for you because this is one that I used. Um, so if you have a laptop or an iPad or a tablet, something else where you can get headphones and you can watch what you want to watch, you know, uh, with Netflix, channel streaming, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, there are a myriad of choices out there that are a mouse click away. And, you know, to be honest, this, this has worked for me. So everyone gets to watch what they want to watch. It's not a battle I'm willing to, I, I just don't want to choose that battle to fight. It's not worth winning, you know. And um, when we do watch something together as a family, my family is now far more willing to compromise and find something that we all agree on because they know that I'll go and, and watch my computer, you know, and do my own thing if I don't want to watch, I absolutely adamantly don't want to watch what they've decided to watch. And I still want to support them and say, hey, I love you, you guys choose, go go for it, watch what you want to watch, right? But that's another way to think about um, that battle over the remote, okay? So mo hopefully you've got some options there. And I, the second part, or maybe it was the first part of your your question, was the, uh, the getting the children to stay in bed. And uh, so it sounds like those are younger children. I am a mom, um, mom of one child. And obviously, if, if this is about teenagers, not younger children, then I, I would Personally, I'd just walk away from the battle right now. You know, it's it's not a battle worth fighting um, uh, with teenagers, and I think you need to give them some their independence to certain uh, extent. And, and certainly, choosing when they go to bed and being responsible for that is something that I personally would would uh, relinquish to them, and 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 haven't done. So for younger children, um, what I don't know if you want to try this or not. This worked for me. Um, every night at bedtime, I would read one or two stories to my daughter, and it depended upon how long the story was and how wound up she was. So if she'd been, you know, more wound up, we would read, you know, either a really long story or two, two shorter stories, because the idea is to, to get her to calm down, to start to relax. Um, and we would, I always made sure that we had a great selection of stories that were fun and engaging, but you know, that relaxing, calming. And it did. It gave us both the time to be calm, you know, to be together, to feel loved. And to be honest, it was a perfect ending to the day. And I'm going to end my response to the question with that. Thanks, Lynn. And thank you all for your insights. And, and Brandy, I hope this gave you some thoughts to move forward. I think I will look at my steaming cup of mint tea in, in a whole new light. Well, this concludes today's discussion, and we want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Please join us next week for another thoughtful dialogue at Petite de Queen.
If you have any questions or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitetoqueen.com. 